No matter how well educated you are about narcissism and narcissistic abuse, how many signs you know to recognize one, you can still end up with a narcissist or you can at least cross your ways with them. Why? Because narcissism is everywhere and the myriad ways of its manifestation make it extremely complex for you to know exactly the real personality of the person you are trying to know. So it is better to be on the safer side and it's better to assume that every new person you are interacting with, you are getting to know or you are about to let in is a potential narcissist unless proven wrong. Let's explore this further in today's episode. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In today's episode, I'm going to share something contradictory, something that goes against everything that you know. I'm going to help you understand why you need to see everybody as a narcissist. Yes, that sounds counterintuitive, but let me explain why. If that sounds interesting and you're eager to learn more, please make sure to subscribe by pressing the subscribe button if you're new to, the, new to this channel or if you haven't already because your subscription helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. Let me start today's discussion with an eye-opening quote written by Tucker Max. The devil doesn't come dressed in a red cap and pointy horns. He comes as everything you have ever wished for. That is so true in the context of narcissistic abuse because narcissists do not show up as these grandiose, overt, selfish, self-centered, ego-centered assholes who just want everyone to cater to their needs and focus on them. That happens on rare occasions because these people know how to fake normalcy. They can appear like any other person and for months you may not even have a clue of who the person that you're dealing with because they groom you for months. They mirror your likes, dislikes, your body language, the way you talk, the way you deal with things only to build that rapport. They like the high they get out of gaining control over you. So you cannot risk it. Your knowledge cannot surpass their maliciousness. During the initial phase of preying on you, a narcissist studies you thoroughly inside out and they find out what your good qualities are. For example, if you are an empathetic person who looks for good in every other people or who is moved by other people's painful stories because you have had a painful past yourself and you want to empathize with others, you want to support others, they'll then come up with the most painful past you have ever heard or seen a person having. And what does that naturally do? That triggers her empathy and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's triggered for the wrong reasons, which then clouds your judgment and they start crying. And you might think, well, a narcissist may not cry. There are narcissists out there who can wail, who can weep like no one else without feeling anything at all. And that is how they trap you. There are narcissists out there who weaponize radical honesty, especially in the beginning of a relationship. They might talk about their exes and they may not talk about their crazy exes. They may not refer to their exes as the crazy ones. They might talk about all the difficulties they have had in their past relationships and the part they might have played in all of that. And that might make you think, well, see, this possibly is not a narcissist because a narcissist is not supposed to take responsibility. A narcissist cannot 
reflect. A narcissist wouldn't think about the things they have done wrong, but that is also a part of their facade. Narcissists are becoming sophisticated with, the, with all the knowledge that is out there. With the change and the adaptation in their victims, narcissists are also evolving. They are learning new ways of hunting down their potential victims. For example, there is this trend of self-awareness going on social media. Many people are becoming self-healers and looking within and not saying every person who is trying to do that is a narcissist. Of course not, but there is a good percentage of narcissistic people who justify everything they do as their self-healing or looking within. They can psychobabble, they can talk about all these concepts you would only think a self-aware person would talk about. They get to know all of the relational dynamics and the attachment styles and childhood trauma and this, that and the other. Only to weaponize that knowledge against you in the relationship. They might blame you for your past, your attachment style and how you are not meeting their needs and how you are making them feel unseen and how your mental illness is playing a role in this relationship and its dysfunctionality and they would be justified in whatever they will blame you for because they also use hyper-rationalization which means logicking the shit out of everything and making the logical connection between different concepts to make it seem like they are right. Well, yeah, I am doing that. I am asking for more attention and I just did this and I said that that must mean I am needy. The point that I'm trying to make here is narcissistic personality is not as easy to recognize as it seems because it's a personality pattern, a way of being and then mix that with complex human nature. You get endless number of expressions. A narcissist can show up as the needy one or the grandiose one, the savior who can fix it all for you. I mean, there are so many possibilities, overt, covert, malignant, altruistic, communal, you know all the terms. So what do you do in such a situation? You have to safeguard yourself. You cannot control their behavior and you cannot know everything about the person you are meeting. So to save yourself, you have to already assume it's a scam. It's a con artist. It's a narcissist who's putting on a facade and I am interacting with that until proven wrong. With that kind of mindset, you will be able to be more objective and your inner defenses will be able to act when they need to or in the moment when they need to. You have to look for long-term patterns. Are their words matching with their actions? And not only how they're treating other people, how are they presenting and treating themselves? How are they treating you in different aspects? What does their inner world look like? How are they projecting their inner world when talking about different people, their relationships with them and so on. You have to psychoanalyze them. You have to become a dispassionately curious observer who just doesn't take everything at face value. You can't trust them blindly. Just because they seem to be authentic does not necessarily mean they are. All of this might sound pessimistic, but in my opinion, it is not. You are being realistic. Narcissism is everywhere, as I said earlier. The possibility of meeting a narcissist in a dating pool, which is a pool filled with sharks, or in a work environment that is driven by competition, is quite high. 
For example, in, in the realm of spirituality, you are going to come across spiritual narcissists who are extremely dangerous to deal with. In the realm of therapy, healing and all of that, you're going to come across therapists who are actually narcissists and like to make other people suffer and they like to dictate what happens with other people's minds and their lives. In the field of medicine, you're going to come across psychopaths because if you were to research a little bit, you will see there's a link between being a surgeon and being a psychopath. They need to be cold, so they become quite cold when performing the surgery. Not saying every surgeon is a psychopath or a narcissist, of course. What I'm saying is you have to be extremely cautious. You have to know who you are dealing with, what you are dealing with, and you have to be relaxed, vigilant. Let me explain what that is. Relaxed vigilance means being connected with your body, being relaxed in yourself, trusting your intuition, knowing that you will be able to detect the bullshit. You'll be able to detect the beast if it shows up. You have to suspect every bite as a bite from a rabid animal because it's an epidemic. It's a pandemic. Every animal bite could be a bite from a rabid animal. Think about it this way. To give you a proper example of relaxed vigilance, imagine you were asked to sit in front of a bulldog who is chained. Now there are two ways, two ways you can behave. One, hypervigilance, you're constantly being anxious, not focusing on what you're actually feeling, what your intuition is telling you. You're just super focused on the dog's behavior and you're not able to get an accurate picture of whether it's going to break the chain and bite you. So you are hyper in every way. The other possibility is you can be relaxed, vigilant. You can sit on the chair, relaxed in the body, vigilant about the dog's behavior, and you can watch how it is behaving, connect the dots for you to understand and foresee how it is going to behave in the future and whether you need to run or not. Being driven by a person's behavior and being an observant of their behavior are two different things. If you are driven by their behavior, if you are driven by what they say, what they do, how they present themselves, then you won't have much control over the situation. But if you become a dispassionately curious observer who is all about connecting the dots, looking for the behavioral patterns and then creating a bigger picture about the, the personality this person has, you'll always win. Assuming that you are considering this is a scam, you wouldn't look for the things that say otherwise. Well, maybe just this one thing that I see in this person, he or she is able to cry or he or she is able to empathize with animals. That possibly means they are not a, nar a, nar not a narcissist. Do not give them any benefit of the doubt. Just consider them the opposite of what you think they might be. You need to understand that when letting a person in, you are giving them access to the most precious thing and that is your inner self, your emotions. It's the biggest thing. Just think of having the world's most expensive diamond and then would you just give anybody access to it? Of course not. Similarly, you can't give anybody access to your heart. That is the most precious thing. Your peace is the most precious thing. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is you have to be deeply attuned with yourself. You have to question every behavior, every move they make until they prove to you they are not a narcissist and you can see the bigger picture and everything fits. And there is this consistency, predictability, certainty. 
in the expression of who they are. That is when you know they're not a narcissist. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be pessimistic or you have to be rude to others or you have to put people down. Of course not. Also, you cannot deal with these kind of people while being anxious because they will detect that in you and could weaponize your anxiety against you so much so that it could fog your judgment and you might end up making the mistake you didn't want to make in the first place. Be connected with yourself. Always listen to your body. Look for patterns and you will be safe. Consider that every person you mean is eventually going to show their true colors. Wait for it. If it doesn't happen, amazing. You have found an amazing person, a beautiful person to keep in your life. With that, let's bring this episode to an end. Thank you so much for listening and staying with me. I'll talk with you in the next one. As always, let the healing begin and continue.